0: Hey everybody, this week's episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation is brought to you by our good friends at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Los Angeles. Exciting. When friends and family come to visit L.A., most Angelinos they don't know what to do. I'm like, hey, walk around the reservoir, and they're like, that's pretty boring. I'm like, well, go, I don't know, look at a mountain. Why are you sending your family away? Uh, mostly because I didn't want them to come in the first place. Fair enough. But the next time they come, I'm going to send them right to Ripley's, believe it or not, in Hollywood. On Hollywood Boulevard, it's $20 a person, Andy, and it's $20 well spent. I'm going to go with them. They offer guided... 45-minute walking tour of the Walk of Fame for the same price. So I can knock out quite a quite a bit of time of not being around my family. Sure. I mean, it's very exciting. Uh, Marty, their locally grown expert, will make sure you don't miss the picture. Literally, he will actually take the picture for you. So I don't have to be there. Again, this... <laughs> Is amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna hang out with your family. I feel like they're not getting treated well. And uh, I want to see the museum. Bring the family. Bring a date, or just come see the good folks at Ripley's. Believe it or not, museum. You can mention Andy's theory about Wesley, which is uh, is is alternately
1: either that Wesley is a sociopath or Wesley is a psychopath,
0: depending on the episode. <laughs> You mentioned that, and it is buy one, get one free on a tour or auditorium ticket. Auditorium. Nice. ODD. See that? Clever. Uh, Through the end of June, new specials and perks for listeners will continue all summer long. When your family visits, come to Ripley's Hollywood. Ripley's will give you something to talk about. Believe it. Or as Jack Palance would say. just got the or not. Hey, you know what? Go see Ripley's. uh, Tell him uh, the psychopath name uh, Wesley sent you. uh, Mention Andy's theories. Buy one, get one free. And now, we begin the show. Podcast. The Final Frontier.
1: These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda.
0: Their continuing mission.
1: To seek out old adventures with contrived
0: civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. All right, Andy. It's Mm. time for another episode of Star Trek, the next conversation. Exciting. Uh... What a week it's been, you know, we've we've experienced a lot of bad Star Trek, we've experienced some good Star Trek, we're almost at the end of the first season. We are mere episodes away from Riker's beard appearing.
1: Is it? It's season two, right? It
0: is season two, he gets the beard. Now mm. a lot of people say Riker's beard is when the show gets good, I insist that it is season three when the uniforms change, that it actually gets really good.
1: Oh, they're still wearing the, the tight ones through season two.
0: Yeah, season two, you got some tidies. Interesting. And then uh, season three, you get the uniform that we come to know and love for the, for the following four seasons. Wow. Five seasons. Three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> what a dummy. I can't even do math. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, you weren't thinking that, Andy. I wasn't. Uh, thanks for uh, everybody who uh, wrote in this week. And uh, people, we did not get a voicemail this week, which we think must mean you forgot what our phone number is it's uh
1: for those who want to know it's 816 uh, trek tnc
0: 816 trek tnc leave a voicemail tell us how you're feeling you know if it's star trek related give us a call if maybe you want to just get to know andy a little more give us a call
1: sure well i mean I, they wouldn't get to know me but i would get to know them
0: well i think they could ask you questions and you can answer them on the air
1: i guess they could do that yes yeah. I I don't know that that would be the thing that would be most interested in.
0: (laughs) Um, And
1: uh, Matt is uh, at Matt Meyer, of course. I'm at Secunda, S-E-C-U-N-D-A. Yes, sir. And uh, you want to email us, send it to sttncpod at gmail.com. And then our uh, Twitter and our Instagram is at Star Trek TNC. Um, And by the way, if Matt seems a little sick to you. Shut up. He is I'm a little fine. sick. I'm doing He's great. He's been denying it. I'm doing great. He keeps great. getting sent home from work because our boss is
0: <laughs> deathly afraid of getting sick.
1: Yep. He tries to couch it in concern for his workers, but
0: uh, no, and we all know if he gets sick, the whole thing stops, grinds to a horrible halt. It really makes our lives worse. Yes, it's definitely. So true. It is best for those who might be contagious, to like stay home. protecting
1: Captain Picard. From yeah, absolutely. Sadness.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I missed three days a week work this week. Uh,
1: it was quite an adventure on my couch. Yeah. And uh, I have to say, I, I probably am responsible for making Matt
0: sick, although... I don't know if it's probably, but it's
1: definitely. We did... I was coughing, and we went to a food festival together. And uh, I don't remember us, you know, splitting food uh, Lady in the Tramp style,
0: but it's possible we touched each other's food. It could something. have happened. It was very hot. Up. It was very hot. We might have had a fever moment where we were right. uh, we were sucking on the same strand of spaghetti.
1: Man, that food festival was great. Yeah, yeah next time, buddy.
0: What do you mean? <laughs> we went. We can go next year. <laughs>
1: um, so to get things kicked off... Kicking it. Get it kicked off right with the Admirals Club, uh, somebody sent us, Chris McCloskey, uh, sorry, Chris malkowski sent us a, uh, a theme for the Admirals Club. Oh, my God. And folks, here it is.
2: to to our leave a 5 review <laughs> and join me?
1: That's it. Nice and brave. perfect. Perfect <laughs> gets gets right to the action. Um, join us. Resistance is futile. From Lando de Pimp. Uh, by the way, it's, uh, it's said in the song, but uh, it's essentially you, you. Leave us five stars. You're in the Admirals Club. You made it. Uh, join Matt and Andy as we suffer through the early episodes of TNG. What else are you going to do? Read an exotic chapter
0: in your grandmother's journal? <laughs> It's a bad idea. We all know how that turns out. And he will find out in three years. Yes.
1: He, and Matt explained that that is a reference to a future. I was like, is this a confusing joke? Or And he said, no, it's a very subtle Star Trek joke. Uh, Popping bottles in the Admirals Club by Italian Teacher 1620. Ah. You hitting up 10 Ford for some Bajoran ga- gava? Is that right? I don't know. Son? <laughs> so honored to be in the Admirals Club. Um... Uh, let's see. Uh, this is the best. Thank you. Uh, whether you love the episodes uh, they talk about or hated them as much as Andy hates Q, it does not matter. <laughs> Thank you, and keep up the great work, Rachel. Um, Klingons are great. Or Klingons are better at telling you what great warriors they are than at actually being great warriors. Agreed. This and. Bros watching PLL 2 are my favorite podcasts about. I don't know what that is, but it sounds great. Are our favorite podcast about TV shows. I'm absolutely here for the truth about that notorious sociopathic mastermind, Wesley Crusher, and the be- beautiful story that is Ricard. Thanks for taking us back to the future, guys. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> too much of a back to the future reference.
0: I, I really think it's beautiful. <laughs> Thanks for taking us back to the future.
1: And the last one is good and fun. Uh, sorry Great Well It Last Good and Fun from Solipsistic God Thank you And uh, Great Well It Last From Adam C. Chase I don't know if that is the Adam C. Chase I know if it is Thank you sir Best Star Trek podcast out there My only problem is uh, That while uh, With Sorry My only problem with it Is that while They will get tired of doing it Long before I get tired of listening <laughs> To TNG's 178 episodes after all You got that right my friend So thank you Folks, um, if you want to join in, please leave us a uh
0: five-star review on iTunes. If you're in a region that we can't access, uh, i.e. the Australian iTunes market, the uh, UK iTunes market, um, please screenshot your review and email it to us. That way, we can recognize your great contributions across the United Federation of Listeners. That's such a... a Poetic way to put
3: it, thank yeah. you, Matt. And yeah.
0: that that
1: information came to us from Tim Alman, who uh, pointed us pointed out to us that our iTunes reviews are not geographically based. Uh, so thank you very much for that, Tim. Um, and uh, also, I wanted to discuss with you, Matt. Um, mm-hmm. There are a couple people that I I kind of I may have spoken out of turn. Yeah, who've been friends of the podcast, uh, who I wanted to say, you know what? You just made it into the Admirals Club. But they didn't necessarily specifically leave
0: a five to five star iTunes review. I mean, I got to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this rule breaking, okay. but I will give you prerogative. All right. Well, number one is
1: uh, Corey Dacey, who uh, who works for Ripley's, who I think did give us a five star review, and I just I well then there these. you go. Um, but uh, he is uh, he works for Ripley's, and he's the one who uh, pointed them towards us uh, for as our first sponsor. So that was. Very kind of him.
0: Uh, And it really would be fantastic, guys, if you would head over to Ripley's, buy an admission, tell them about Andy's theory just to let them know that you're listening to the podcast, uh, has helped them get some people to believe it or not. Um, I think you are going to play the... I was, here, but gonna... it's not queued up. It's <laughs> okay. at the very end of a YouTube clip. He
1: was doing a much better job of, of uh, vamping than I was. And the other person I want to throw a shout out to is uh, Marcel, Heather's husband. Heather works for HTC Vive. And, um, and Marcel is a fan of the podcast and pointed her towards us. And she extended an extremely nice invite for us to go and try Star Trek Bridge Crew at E3. And unfortunately, neither of us... Could make it. I so was dead, have. and you were also writing a script. Exactly. So we have uh, we have yet to try Star Trek Bridge Crew on uh, Vive, and uh, we will be talking about Star Trek Bridge Crew. People have been requesting it in a future episode, but for now, mm-hmm. just to keep things moving. Mm-hmm.
4: Captain, Captain, we are being hailed. hailed.
1: Um. So. Folks, smooth. This is going smooth, Andy. When Thanks. are you, you going to break it? Um, when I read about 900 emails. All right, here you go. Okay. Um, I was wondering about. Oh, uh, just because we, we've we failed to get to it, I think I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. Would you recommend that they watch this episode, Matthew? Yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: sure. It's yeah. very offhanded. I thought it would be a definite. Um,. Oh, Listen, I don't know if you, if you like uh, crew interactions that are enjoyable or plots that move at a breakneck pace or great moments with nearly every single member of the crew. I don't know if that's what you're into. If that's what you're into, then watch this episode. So if you're in that demo, get on it. All right.
1: I was wondering about the MVC. I think you got you started to give out awards in episode five, which means there are four episodes uh, that no crew member has been awarded for, uh, the prestigious title Excellent of MVC. Point to keep and Brad Errington, who has been making uh, very, very kindly, been making various detailed uh, stats of who's ahead in MVC. Uh, also commented on this. To keep things interesting, you might consider to give out the final verdict of MVC in those episodes until your live award show at the end of the series. Uh, That way the listeners are in the dark on who will become the ultimate valuable crew member, especially if it's a close call between the psychopath and good old Baldy Picard, Mm. um, which I thought was very interesting. But I think he's saying
0: waiting the whole series...
3: Which, oh, as
1: opposed no,
0: to even no. just the end of the, the season. I assume he means season. I assume.
1: All right. Well, if you have a clarification, that's from Thor. Uh, if you have a clarification, Thor, please let us know. Um, uh, he also had a, an interesting quest, a point of... Um, another thing I was wondering, let's say that there is a reboot of the TNG series and you guys are the showrunners. Man, wouldn't that be something, Matt?
0: I wouldn't touch it unless the original cast is involved. I don't have... Uh... Or at least some of the original cast. Would you, you would do another Star Trek show, though? Sure.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, what if you just brought some of them in? Okay.
0: I'm not calling it Star Trek Next Generation, though. No, no, no. Yeah. I, 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 oh, I, oh, I agree with you. Je- I'm sorry. Yes,
1: I agree yeah. with this entirely. You yeah. want to separate it.
0: Um, what actors would you cast
1: in the roles of the main characters in the reboot? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. So that's the stance. Yes. We can't do it. We can't no, reboot can't this. This that. is yeah. amazing.
0: Unless there's some kind of retcon, perhaps? No, we're not retconning. I am so uh, just fervent for the canon. Uh-huh. I cannot retroactively canonize some bullshit. Do you are you are you anti the JJ universe? Yeah, I'm not. Well, I know you like Star Trek Beyond. Yes and no. Uh-huh. Um, I like the way they did it, where they split the timeline off, so that. My Star Trek is still canonical to right. the universe. Right. Because that is the prime universe. Uh-huh. And this timeline divergent Star Trek that we've been witnessing for three movies is canonical to its own. So, in that case, I don't mind the verse. Uh-huh. It didn't It didn't break anything.
1: I wonder how many times they're going to kind of go to the retcon well not just star trek but just like x-men did it too and i believe I think if you
0: i believe if you listen to it the, is a satisfying a way to satisfy nerds like us If you but, get get in the wayback machine and pull up an episode of the nerdist from many years ago yeah uh with robert kirkman that we recorded live at the at meltdown uh-huh this is probably the first time robert kirkman appeared uh damon Lindelof is in the audience and i really got on him for blowing up Vulcan. Really? Yeah, of course. Damon Lindelof is just sitting there watching? Damon's a good guy, fan of the Nerdist podcast, loves The Walking Dead, huh. um, and uh, I've had many discussions with Damon about
1: Star Trek. Interesting. Um, Ryan Shaw writes us, uh, since Matt went down a Terrence Trent Darby hole in the last episode, sure he should did. know that he's been in TTD's house, just ask Kevin Smith. Love the show. Ryan, did you know that? I guess I've been in his house, too, then. I've been in Kevin Smith's house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That is. Yes. No. That's 100% accurate. I was talking to Kevin last episode we recorded of Talk Salad. He said that Terrence Tread Darby owned the house, and I never put it together until just now. I got to say, with all the geek stuff all around, it's
1: hard to imagine. (laughs) It must have been a very different decor when uh, when Mister Darby was there. Uh, Mark Finley writes. uh, A lot of people had written us about uh, the Littlest Hobo because we couldn't remember. Everyone loves. Well, it is astonishing
0: the deluge of emails. (laughs) That we have received. Uh, we went through someone's IMDb records. Um, that's where it was. Littlest yes. Hobo.
1: Gregory Scanlon, I think his name was, or Mark Scanlon, anyway, who was the director. He was he was the director of an episode. Anyway, hey, guys, you probably uh, been, gotten multiple polite knucklehead emails about as Hobo, but Matt had been talking about the director in the previous episode. Um, Mark Finlay, Edmonton, Canada. Um, and other people sort of pointed out that DeForest Kelly had been on it. It was a lot of different... Uh, a lot of different commenting um and they, they're
0: apparently is a littlest hobo podcast Listen, which is i think fascinating. i think that the Lilith hobo fan base is strong yeah and maybe we should reboot it
1: all right i knew you were gonna miss that he just he just missed a tissue right onto your star trek book oh jesus now i gotta disinfect everything although in fairness he probably has germs that i already defeated uh robert roberto garyock uh, you didn't give it, Give me your uh, phonetic spelling of your name if I got that wrong, Rob. So it's on you. Uh, I'm a longtime follower of uh, the Myra Method from Vancouver. I mm. uh, just wanted to follow up on Fencing Town. <laughs> 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 we had a long discussion of Fencing Town in the last episode. They also have a dedicated gym for that future blind kendo American gladiator sport, Enbo
0: Jutsu. Oh, yeah. We're going to see that in season two. Oh,
1: gosh. I'm looking forward to it. Um uh, that was oh, so. We're in
0: the. We'll or, always have. Where Riker works out his daddy issues. Oh,
1: nice. Um, so uh, Kyle writes us. Howard Kyle writes. Um, actually, I guess it's just Kyle. Uh, hey, Andy, I can't get over the idea that Paul – hmm, he just said, hey, Andy. I guess it's because I'm the only one who reads the emails, but can't get over that Paul Mannheim had a theory about different dimensions, and that's part of what he has been doing for 15 years. Real World Original Series had the that idea in, like, 60, 1967 – and in universe, like a hundred years ago, I imagine Picard would know the basic history of the Enterprise. It's kind of been established that they don't for some reason. Yeah, they don't give a shit, um, which is annoying. Which involves
0: multiple times going to different dimensions. I totally agree. Well, it's kind of like us, you know. We work out of the David Lean building at uh, at the Sony lot. Yeah, we don't know what the fuck else. Went we don't know on what other building. shows went on yeah. that building.
1: I don't know. Same thing. I think if there had been a previous, you know, show called the Goldberg that had been in our, well I know and I know about it that's what I'm saying <laughs> uh, I see <laughs> um okay Matt and Andy uh horrible episode great podcast uh so I wish that the romantic plot that we uh, of We'll Always Have Paris was amped up and then interrupted by time distortions I totally agree um oh no oh that from Aaron been, this that is that would have been Smith. a better way to go yeah uh like with the scene on the turbo lift they go back to where they started, Picard and What's-Her-Face. <laughs> That's funny. It's Michelle Phillips. Come on. Show some respect. Find a brief moment of connection and start to get hot and heavy, and then when they see themselves about to jump into the sack from a few moments earlier, they have a chance to reconsider, cock by the time distortions. Time stuff would also remind What's-Her-Face of her husband, yada, yada, yada. I totally agree. Time stuff. So many time stuff opportunities. Um... So I'm going to try and cut this one down from Blade Helm, but I thought he had a really good point uh, of something that's a bit bugged him since the original time he saw this. Uh, when the three datas are trying to fix the time distortion, um, the show has gone out of its way to say that data cannot use contractions. In fact, he's the only. it's the only way to tell data from lore. Uh, but when the datas work out the solution, he exclaimed, It's me. But more than that, he says... Uh, although they come from different time streams, in this moment, all three datas are presented with the same conundrum at the same time. Um, and being that they are all essentially identical computers, then each of them should have come up with the solution at the same time. Meaning, the other two would have said, have said it's, it's you. you. <laughs> Which I totally agree with. That's Man, funny. he says, Star Trek writers from 30 years ago. Get it together. <laughs> it's from Blade Helm. Good God. Um, And this is, uh, this one is, I'll I'll leave it at this one, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, Dan Kern was my professor. Uh, Dan Kern was my Shakespeare professor at Temple University. This is from Michael Brinkman, Mm -hmm. where he is the head of the acting program. Dan Kern was the guy he was fencing with. Yes, yes. Um, in the last episode uh, of the acting program in the theater school and was one of the most respected actors and directors in Philadelphia theater scene. I knew he had been on Star Trek once, but had been under the impression he was an alien. Never did I think that one of my favorite podcasts would be pointing him out to me and openly mocking a person who had once commanded so much respect, a true indication that you'll never know what you learned from (laughs) Matt. Thanks, guys. Hope Matt changes his mind about a hiatus, period. Oh, and then he adds... Uh, stage combat is not a class that Dan is responsible for teaching, <laughs> interestingly enough. Um, but just to clarify, That's Michael. Funny. That's funny. I don't think our point was that he was a bad actor. I was just Not at all. He, but one point we were making is that Riker, abs, just writing-wise, in this, this episode that was written during the writer strike and over the phone, um, was uh, Riker should have been that
0: character. So it was just. Anyone we knew. Anybody anyone winning. yes right could have been Worf could have been Jordy. really Data would have been the one that I don't would have know made if more. you want to fence Data there's no way you're gonna win but
1: is it, couldn't he have said, now, uh, fence like Robin Hood. Now, fence like whoever.
0: Yeah, he could have said that. <laughs> the things he could have said. That's the beauty of Andy's writing. Uh, he sometimes supposes that characters might say different things. <laughs> now, fence like the Three Musketeers. <laughs> I'm
1: going to get some Earl Grey. Excuse me. Um... Uh, so anyway, my main... So, so I don't think that uh, Mr. Uh, Professor Kern, I will call him, uh, did a, a poor
0: job. No, Professor Kern, I just think you were out of place. Uh, and I do think Maybe it I was an
1: obtrusive performance. And I will say, I think it's because, if anything,
0: he imbued the character with too much emoting. Whereas well, most side characters I'll are sort of... I'll tell you, you what it was. It was a character where you're like, this guy's given a face and a personality... Right. He must come back later in the story. Yes. And he when he does not return, you're like, what the fuck was that all about?
1: Right. He he stands out as a an actual He's too good an actor. That is the problem.
0: Professor, stop it.
1: Alright, here's a prime corrective.
3: Time for retrospective. Street are objective. It's a prime corrective and he got it
0: wrong. Usually just me. Um,
1: I don't uh, I don't venture enough uh, things that that I don't know about um, whereas Matt uh, just blindly runs ahead well, cocky just spew out a bunch of words see what sticks. Guys, thoroughly enjoy the show, especially the discussions about writing and production processes, science stuff. In the last episode, you both admitted you don't know what a Terminator was. It's the line between light and dark on any planetary body, the thing that separates day from night, so to speak. Keith McSweeney. Keith McSweeney.
0: Sorry. That's not a prime corrective. That's a prime informational. That's not catchy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I wasn't sure if it's... uh it's a... am so happy to know what the Terminator is in reference to space. However, I would like to see a space terminator. Um I guess that's Predator. Yeah, I guess that is space terminator.
1: How long was that? Was that bad?
3: Eh
0: you know what. Uh, they'll get used to it. <laughs> so uh it is time to talk about
1: (laughs) matt was too sick to fight me i'm the length of my
3: emails (laughs)
0: Uh, episode production number 125 the episode is called conspiracy and this aired the week of may 9th 1988 matt anything for you by Gloria estefan and the miami sound machine led the u.s pop charts oh you mean this I, I really nice. forgot what the song was until she started singing. And oh, also didn't know true. Gloria had multiple number one hits. And then when I heard this, I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Didn't she have a, a bunch? I know Turn the Beat Around is the most well-known one, but... You know what? She does the Cubans proud. Oh, yeah. Should we have her on the podcast? Sure. My grandmother's name was Gloria. Really? Yep. Is, that, is that a classic Cuban name? I think it's a classic Latina name. Right. I uh, said to my wife, I was like, what do you think if we have a daughter naming it uh, Gloria? And uh, she said that was uh, a housekeeper's name uh, in front of my father. It was great. Vaguely, vaguely it was vaguely troublesome. It was spectacular.
1: Anyway. Did, did she know the history?
0: No. Well, that
1: you—that I mean you can't—you can't take it away from Dory. Dory speaks up; she was, speaks uh, her mind. Very funny, very very funny. <laughs> Gloria Myra, though, it's yeah. got a nice a nice uh, rhythm to it. She was uh, maiden name was Gomez, Gloria Gomez, Gloria Gomez. See, Gloria Myra works better, man. Um, in the UK, uh, they were listening to "Perfect" by Fairground Attraction. ABC presented a live broadcast of the formal opening of the new Australian Parliament building. Oh, thank God, Queen Elizabeth II. Box office bombs: Dead Heat and Shakedown, which I saw both, um, starring Joe Piscopo and Peter Weller, respectively, were released. Guns N' Roses played at the uh, New York City Felt Forum as part of their Appetite for Destruction tour. Um, this was the only tour to f- feature all five original band members of GNR. And Times Magazine cover story headline was "Kids Who Sell Crack."
0: That really dates it. <laughs> Letting it, just letting it marinate. Yeah. Wash away the Thank crack.
2: You I
3: can
0: Boy, makes me want to go back home to Miami. Yeah. yeah we're mostly from Tampa and Key West. Anyway. Uh,
1: but you are from Florida.
0: Interesting. The Myra, oh, yeah. You guys came straight there is from a Cuba. There's a fuck ton of Myra's in Florida. Wow. Yep. Um it's funny you have such a Jewish personality. I think that just comes from being raised in Massachusetts. Uh-huh. And of course when
1: you say you're Cuban I'm like, "Oh yeah, I could see that, but you also like you're such a Jewish personality that I took all of your Cubanness and just put it in <laughs> in the Jewish box with me." I think May. what I'm here
0: to prove is that we're all pretty much the same. <laughs> you're a walking embodiment of Starfleet. We're all the same. <laughs> uh this episode uh was Directed by Cliff Bull, and the teleplay was by Tracy Torme, and yeah. the story was by Robert Sabarov. Good job, guys. Uh, <coughs> yeah, let me just uh, get ready here. I'm going to read the episode description for you. Do you everybody want me to read it? Are you okay? So Matt? we can talk do about you want, it. You, can you no, handle no, no, no. I, I, got, it, I uh, got it. I got it. I got it. Do you want some tea? I offered him no, some no, tea no, before. I, I, I don't f- take tea. I don't take medicine. Yeah. All right. That Maybe you're, where you're at. <laughs> no. I took so much NyQuil. ...and Dayquil all week. Uh-huh. Like, I, hit, I had four NyQuil every night. Jesus. Went to sleep.
1: Four NyQuil? Are you supposed to do that?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I'm still here. All right, here it is, guys. Conspiracy. Yeah. Picard is disturbed when his old friend Walker Keel summons him... I like that name, by the way. It's such a great name. Uh, ...to a secret meeting with two other captains on a deserted planetoid, but he warily agrees... The subject, the trio's suspicion. Much like admiral's, Admiral Quinn's on Relva 7 that a conspiracy is spreading within Starfleet, Picard is skeptical until Keel's ship explodes and Data finds a disturbing pattern among command orders. Picard makes a decision. The Enterprise will return to Starfleet Command on Earth to check the suspicions firsthand. Three top admirals, including Quinn, greet the ship with surprise... Uh, with surprise and invite Picard and Riker down for a dinner to discuss their concerns but something does not feel right then all hell breaks loose the crew discovers that Quinn aboard the Enterprise for a visit is controlled by a tiny intelligent parasite whose presence is revealed only by a quill-like protrusion from the host's neck Picard walks into a trap set by the other two admirals and Remerick quinn's former aide but a fake quill on riker helps him foil the ambush soon the admirals are dead along with remerick who housed the mother creature quinn is cured and starfleet saved but the alien source and purpose remains a mystery um i know can i ask Andy, you this it's really something I, I'm. I want
1: to ask a question, which uh, it would be Matt's instinct to answer, but I'm afraid it's a spoiler. So uh, let's just let's take it in, in stages. I'm going to ask the question. You tell me whether you want to answer it or not. Sure. What I want to ask is, do we revisit? No. Okay. It's disappointing because I feel like there are unanswered questions that would have
0: been nice to have answered eventually. Yeah. Would have been good stories to go back to. Yeah. No more, no more parasite creatures.
1: All right. Well, that's
0: that is a spoiler in and of itself. Yeah,
1: but I that's a spoiler that I think is. I feel free to disagree with me, folks. I feel like the spoiler of yeah, we don't circle back to that is a reasonable spoiler. Cause yeah, because there's so many. To be honest with you, here's what I imagine. When, by when the way. when I see something in a movie or TV show and I'm like, "Ooh, can't wait for that!" I'm only enjoying this because I can't wait for that. Yeah. If somebody had said to me, and then when it doesn't happen at the end of the series or the end of the thing,
0: this is why I was so enraged we at the lost. end of Lost. Yeah.
1: It enrages me.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, you know, I, I like to imagine that these uh, worm-like uh, parasite creatures that eat other worms. That eat other worms. Uh, they, I, I like to imagine they don't have space travel.
1: Uh huh. They just
0: were stuck on their planet. So the beacon just went out to nothing. <laughs>
1: do they if they don't have they don't, well they have communicators or they don't even have those I
2: don't even think they have that
0: <laughs> well it does they don't even have opposable thumbs you know how are they gonna hit buttons I have a theory oh no, well we'll get to that <laughs> okay <laughs> alright let's uh crack this shit open alright buddy bring us in Mr. Riker
1: um oh wait I, what's happening I think we're calling me Mr. Riker I no. was like this isn't my job
5: long <laughs> stardate 41775.5 we are en route to the ocean world pacifica while our mission is scientific in nature we look forward to the warm blue waters and fine beaches that make pacifica a jewel of the galaxy
0: so they got ga- really a lot of talk up for this pacifica which we never <laughs> so get to see. much so much time and i would
1: also say they are no matter how bad the situation gets they don't stop talking about how disappointed they are that they're not going to Pacifica. There's a lot of stuff with them talking about how great it's going to be. There's the whole moonlit swim talk. Yeah. Picard like goes, but can't we? Shouldn't we let them? Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, maybe we could circle, but it's like, no, you must deal with this other stuff. Riker's like, can't we just tell
0: them we're not coming? No, <laughs> do we? Do we want to dissect Geordi's joke? I feel like it's worth playing that just... he is pointlessly telling a machine.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, he might as well be talking to himself. There's a lot of moments
1: like that. He also, might well be, he might as well be going, uh, "Computer." I would go further to say, "What do say you think of this?" The scene when Data is talking to a machine is <laughs> completely
4: baffling. Staggers to his feet and goes back to the girl. Right. Well, she smiles, <laughs> looks him straight
0: in the eye, and says. Just try that in hyperspace. <laughs> Let me say, one of the hardest things to do as a performer is deliver a joke That's, that is not funny, right. that has no setup, and you're just delivering a punchline at the beginning of a scene, Right, and you're having to react to it as though it is great.
1: Oh, you're saying the problem is more on Brent Spiner's side.
0: No, I'm saying that... Oh, What I'm I'm saying is is, is that LeVar Burton Burton is doing as good a job as a human being can It's so difficult. Like, it's such a thing. You know in your head, you're like, this is not a joke. Yeah. I have to react to this and say this like it's a joke. And I have to do this 17 times from four different angles. Um, I agree 100%.
1: And I would agree (sighs) with your initial premise as the essential problem that strikes me... Is it like, we've already established that D- Data's not going to respond. And it's like, is Geordi is Jordy have that much of a social hindrance that he's like, he has not processed by this point? Because he's pitching it like,
0: huh? huh? I think Geordi, honestly, Geordi is written as the most socially inept character on Star Trek. I think you might be right. More so than Worf and Data.
1: Which may be why he wants to have sex with machines.
4: <laughs> I see so the difficulty in attaining such complex positioning in zero-gravity environment, coupled with the adverse effects it would have on the psychological well-being of the average human male, is what makes this anecdote so amusing. Yes. Very humorous indeed. Hysterical, in fact.
1: What is the purpose of this moment? <laughs> That's data fake love. <laughs>
0: Um, and then the purpose of this moment is, I think, uh, just as valid as, as that moment with Tasha and Wharf in Skin of Evil. Wh- it's just laying some groundwork for character. But the purpose of that moment
1: in Skin of Evil is to build up their relationship
0: before Tasha dies
1: to yeah, show I what think she means. They to were him. like,
0: "Oh fuck, we really should have really given that character more due." Which one? Which one? Tasha. I think when they were writing it and then they killed her, they were like, oh, well, we should have done that sooner.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, they so I think they're no, now. I, I think they're now like, well, let's write more of these moments for these characters.
1: Oh, that's interesting. You're just saying in general they're like, yeah. we should pepper these moments through more. Well, that's fine. My problem, of course, and by by the way, I think Matt and I mostly are going to be talking about how great this episode is. But uh, But <laughs> there's a consistent thing of just like, just build the character moment on what you have already you know follow from what you've already built and that's why Jordy's behavior is weird not to mention he tells a joke in front of the whole bridge crew and uh, it's like dated it in the laugh and it's like well you all heard the joke too guys
5: <laughs> what is our ETA at Pacific Missile Forge? 22 hours 14 minutes sir Increase to warp six. I sir full impulse.
0: <laughs> Such a like what was that? <laughs>
5: what was that?
0: <laughs> what is that what is that? We're really zooming now, sir. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, why is that what he says? I <laughs> sir full impulse. I don't know. Warp six. I sir full impulse. It's like is Jordy deliberately fucking with Riker? Yeah. Like is this a fun joke that he has with Riker where Riker says a speed and whatever speed he says, Jordy says, "All right, full impulse." It's very strange. Full impulse is sublight, right? It's not warp. No, I don't know.
6: It's so weird.
0: (laughs) And like, I feel like Riker's like not paying attention. I don't. (laughs) It's so strange. (laughs) Such a weird like bit of dialogue to have, huh? How odd. I saw that this, You know, when I was watching the episode this morning. I was like, what? why would he say full impulse? <laughs> I I been, it
1: would have been, far been far so far amazing far if Riker far. was like, uh, no, I... St- uh, all right, never mind. <laughs> Warp six, Geordi. Are you deaf too? I was just amused by the fact that he's being so cocky about it. I didn't even know that it was going back to impulse.
3: I know I won't. I've been really looking forward to a nice swim.
4: You are aware, Counselor. That the holodeck can be programmed to recreate an oceanic environment.
6: Data, it's just not the same.
0: Still hasn't been
1: established Have you ever
6: been for a real moonlight swim?
0: Now,
1: is it? One
6: can
4: swim in moonlight?
0: You're not an idiot, Data. Is it? Yeah, go ahead. You understand that moonlight is a form of lighting. Like, it's crazy that he... One can swim in moonlight.
1: They're really leaning on it hard in this episode. And I wonder wonder if it's the new... Who's... uh, What's the name of the... Maurice Hurley. Uh Uh-huh. He took over... But ha- had he been with the show since the beginning? Uh, I don't know. We'll get a prime corrective about that, I'm sure. Because I feel like if he just came in, it's like, all right, maybe he's just like, ah, I want to have the android do some android jokes, and he just didn't have a handle on it? If not, I don't understand. Um, but also, uh, I had a thought of, uh, it's interesting, <laughs> is, am I wrong that Diana is talking about having
0: intercourse in the ocean on the bridge in front of the crew. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think you're wrong. I think she's literally just talking about swimming.
1: Just a moonlit swim.
0: Uh, The idea for this story began as a one-sentence idea from Gene Roddenberry called Assassins, Uh uh, which Robert Saburoff fleshed out to a 30-page treatment. Unfortunately, it was deemed too expensive to produce, and Torme got the assignment of starting the process all over again Torme said some on staff thought his treatment too dark too bizarre the assignment was going to someone else until Gene Roddenberry read and loved it
1: oh good for both of them
0: Yep. um want to play the wharf moment oh do we ever
3: how about you Mr. Wharf
6: swimming is too much like bathing
4: commander Riker
1: my question Yes, sir. Do Klingons not bathe? They shower exclusively. <laughs> they shower exclusively. I had a I had a sub theory. I don't know if it's worth the uh,
0: the, um, the theory about a submarine. The uh, yes, uh, I believe that <laughs> the submarines. Classic data move, right here. Uncommon. It really. Why is. would you have a theory about a submarine, Andy? No data. You
1: see, <laughs> submarines. <laughs> um, do Klingons? Uh, ah, yes, sub below or in addition to. <laughs> We have it, Data. <laughs> so that no matter how many times it happens. Actually, I will say, Riker makes an adjustment, or Jonathan Frakes, I will say, in this episode for the first time. Because even, even the computer, when Jade is doing his thing, which is completely weird, is like, okay, enough. <laughs> yes. When Data is doing that. I understand, that. sir. But in this uh, episode is the first time, which is the way it should be, where Riker is kind of like, yes, I understand Data. He's like patient because he knows Data's going to do that. Uh-huh. makes more sense. Uh-huh. Anyway, my Klingon theory is that they lick themselves like cats.
0: Meow.
4: Um... See, a code 47. Verify. It is code 47, sir. Start emergency frequency.
3: Code 47. Captain's eyes only.
5: Captain, I'm sorry to disturb you. Yes, okay, number one. What is it?
0: First and time I see pajamas? Men.
5: Code 47, sir.
0: Maybe. We've seen, we we see Picard's pajamas so much over the course of the series that I don't I can't <laughs> like you're just asking me if this is like the first time I we've seen the bridge. They're very sexy. The pipe it through. I like the pipe it through. Hmm.
3: This is an emergency communique. It is not to be discussed with fellow officers
6: unless deemed absolutely necessary. There will be no computer
0: I like if you're watching this uh, at home Note that uh, Picard is pouring a glass of water yeah. From a slightly larger glass of water <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it in
1: the future That's, That removes the impurities in the future Obsession. Understood
6: Proceed with voice print identification Picard, Jean-Luc, Captain, USS Enterprise Voice print verified Walker Hello Jean-Luc It's been a long time Too long old friend Why are you contacting me on this frequency? It was
0: Planning ridiculous. a surprise party <laughs>
6: I felt it was worth the risk <laughs> Risk? It's about Starfleet About something we've always considered to be impossible
1: It's scary music
6: I don't understand I can't explain it now We need to talk face to face you're using a code 47 I have to know what all this is about Not over subspace, no Oh for god's sake, Walker This is a secured channel No I want you to meet me on Ditalix B When? Immediately no, Not possible, we're expected at Pacifica I can wait We're really
1: looking
0: forward to it you Moonlight swims me. and such <laughs>
6: You open to yourself To hear what I have to say Something is beginning. Don't trust anyone. Remember that, Jean Luc. Don't take anything for granted. Walker, Vitalik's B. We'll be waiting.
0: Ooh! Andy's favorite break to credits ever. (laughs) It really is such a great teaser. I was so happy. Um. Yeah. So. I don't know what you're expecting as a viewer when you first see this and you're like, oh, what the hell's going on? But uh, it's very, uh, very exciting, forward moving drama. It's all I want. It's all he wants, everybody. Why can't we just give it to him every week?
1: I actually want a great many things. But that's one of the things I want.
4: Data, are you familiar with Ditalix B? DITALIX B is one of seven uninhabited planets mined for the Federation by the DITALIX Mining Company. It is in the nearby MIRA system. MIRA. MIRA!
6: ...immediately warp seven. And there will be no records or logs mentioning any
5: aspect of this diversion. Captain, they're expecting us at Pacifica. Shouldn't we contact them and let them know? Negative. Nothing goes on without specific orders from me.
6: Hopefully the delay will be minimal.
0: Still worried about Pacifica. Everyone needs that moonlight swim. <laughs> Hopefully the delay will be minimal.
1: <laughs> so upset. It's like, doesn't the other thing take precedence?
6: Some <laughs> at communication have been ignored by all three vessels. Make no further attempts, Mr. Wharf. Any life form readings on the
4: surface data? Three, sir. All gathered inside what appears to be the entrance to a mining tunnel. Oh, well. Relay those coordinates to the
6: transporter room. I'm beaming down. Alone, Captain? Alone, number one.
0: Picard gets real snippy when he's stressed. I know. If only there was someone who could tell why he was stressed on that bridge. That's so true. And later when... I guess we're going to get to it, but
1: later when she... When they're facing the... The, uh, when all of them have been possessed by aliens yeah. they're doing a little misdirection writing wise to be like oh maybe these people are and these people aren't yeah but all of them are inhabited by aliens and Diana cannot tell well
0: she I mean can tell that somebody is hiding something but she can't say I don't know, I know, how, I don't know what her range is you know well that was the other thing I was <laughs> like, wondering is it like Wi-Fi? Where, like, they're pretty far away. They're on Earth. They're in orbit. I have always "Mm -hmm." wondered. Or is it visual? Uh, You know, I think it's empathy. You know, she's an empath. So, I I don't know. I don't know if she's tapping into something visually or what. But I really feel like it's just weaker the further away you are. Just like a Wi-Fi signal. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Do you think, Mm
1: writing-wise, that Diana? Yes was a bad
0: yes character choice yes because were, she's too powerful I think they were handcuffed with that from the get go I think that was the problem and it's no, no fault of Marina Sirtis no, at all but a great performance. it's just a fault of Gene Roddenberry for deciding to create a race of people that can sense what other people are thinking because it just it
1: causes too many writing problems
0: yeah totally yeah there leaves it leaves little to no mystery and what happens is she's Vague when it suits them and very specific when it suits them. Yeah. That's how I feel, Andy. You
6: almost made coffee. This is some greeting, old friend.
0: Take your dick tell out. Me I mean, uh, Jean-Luc, tell me. <laughs>
6: Where did we first meet?
0: <laughs> Answer the question.
6: Ricks is really good, but a bar quite an exotic one as I remember what do I win
1: that a game show do reference
6: recall the night you introduced Jack Crusher to Beverly
1: what was I wearing
6: know full well that I hadn't met Beverly then you introduced them my brother introduced them you don't have a brother two sisters Anne and Melissa what the hell is all this about
0: he passed the test guys Apologies, Captain. I, by the way, I love Rick. Yeah, right? I like seeing a a humanoid, Uh, non-human captain. I loved uh,
1: Trilus Scott, too. And my question is, is Trilus Scott the first female um, black Starfleet captain? I Uh, don't know. In Star, in, in, at least on screen. Portrayed
0: in the series? I don't know.
1: If anybody knows out there, I would love to know. She's a great character, and I was really upset that that she... I know, they waste it. I thought for a second maybe Riker had... Because it's so weird how she comes in in that last scene where he flips out. He didn't flip out, where he has a plan and he pretends to be possessed or inhabited. Um, I thought, oh, she's in on it, and then we're going to see her later. And I was kind of really disappointed that she was just another... Although... Is she killed or is she shot? And then the saw, creature is going get I think, I think get what out.
0: happens when that when that happens when the when the claymation creatures crawl out? Yeah, uh, I think the host is dead. The right. host body is dead, and the living creature. No, but runs off. but
1: uh, what's his face is alive at the end.
0: Yes, but he was in sick bay with yeah. with Doctor Beverly Crusher. It seems like, a, but you say so. You are saying he
1: does. He doesn't.
0: why would he He doesn't get that host body doesn't die uh huh like they're not putting the the phasers aren't on kill uh huh when they bring him to sickbay and beverly's able to figure out how to remove
1: oh they're not yet on kill they're they she just shot him a bunch of times on stun yeah yeah well, she did take him down,
0: though. And she says the only way to do it is on kill. <laughs> well, she probably shot him on stun like seven times. I, was I like, know. You well, probably I... do this a lot easier, Captain, if you just set your phaser yeah, on Yeah, kill. but she didn't say that. She
1: said that's the only way to
0: do it. Well, listen. Uh, a conspiracy is afoot, everybody. So Picard is told, by no means tell anyone on your crew what has happened. So next time we see Captain
6: Picard, what is he doing? Friends, close friends, few and far between. Two of the oldest and closest. Jack Crusher, he rest in peace, and Walker Keel. Before various missions split us up, we were virtually inseparable. I trust Keel completely. If he felt it necessary to violate regulations, he must have had a very good reason.
3: But you're putting your
6: career at risk for him. Friendship must dare to risk, Counselor. I feel like she's being unreasonable. They this is totally weird. They illicitly use the weird. emergency channel to draw you here. Then they ask you to keep secrets from your superiors, effectively to disobey Starfleet regulation. She being such people involved in this the highest caliber. about. Also, this is early, okay, have this early Troy with the, the rest of Beta Z, Z, Z accent.
0: No. <laughs> Before she sort of starts, oh, starts go, to drop it. Oh, does she? Go, does it go British, away? Her she's regular
1: British
6: accent. Something interesting really is wrong. Boy. Take us out of orbit, Mr. LaForge nice sir Warp Review 6 heading to Pacifica, warp factor
0: eight. I'm going to use sir, it
6: again
4: Don't take my tissue. At that speed, don't we should arrive 9.63 hours behind the original <laughs> schedule, sir oh. Very good Data, I'm I blowing my nose, Andy has problems
1: He blew a nose and he put it on the
0: on the table Well, because then I, was, I would use it again Yeah, well, don't Fine, put it on I'll leave it on my computer t- uh,
1: You know, that spreads germs That's why you're You don't know how to be sick, pal That's your problem You haven't been sick as much as me <laughs> You gotta do coldies. You gotta, you gotta. Right before you go to sleep, you do a coldies, and that coats your throat. I and, don't. I don't understand what you're saying. And you right want to get in the neti pot action that, that cleanses your, your sinuses. You know, I've always
0: wanted to try a neti pot. It really is effective.
6: Take us out of orbit, Mister
4: LaForge. Hi, sir. Resume heading to Pacifica. Warp factor eight. Hi, sir.
0: Finally,
6: eight. moonlight swims. Here speed, we come. We
4: should arrive nine point six three hours behind the original schedule, sir.
6: Very good, Data. I have an assignment for you—one specifically suited to your talents.
0: Data smiles here, showing da- emotion. Data has such a weird
1: react. He kind of reacts like, like Picard is propositioning him.
4: This is Lieutenant Commander Data. Please access all Starfleet command orders to starships, star bases, and colonies for the last six months.
1: Working. Uh-
0: There was one, like, there's one quick image of. It looks like a bird with a human head. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Destroy this! I, this well, I, can, I can tell you this eyes. bird with the human
1: head is strange. <laughs> That's not in the pattern of anything else. You
0: are here by order to burn it.
3: Did you see Walker?
6: No. Oh,
3: I would have loved to have seen him.
6: It wasn't possible, Doctor. Captain. I'm picking up an unusual disturbance in the nearby quadrant. Confirmed, sir. Sector
5: 63. Specify what kind of disturbance. Hard to say at this distance, sir. I guess the trip to Pacifica will have to wait.
3: Uh-huh.
5: Let's investigate. Maintain speed, alter course accordingly.
4: But my moonlight... Hi, sir, changing course to <laughs> 351 Mark four.
0: You know, there's an auction... There's an auction... It's either coming up or... I think it's coming up very soon. Uh, Maybe the second week of June, third week of June. Um, Profiles in history, the people that used to, that have all those uh, memorabilia auctions. Anyway, uh, Patrick Stewart is auctioning off all of his scripts. He he still has all of the Next Generation scripts with his own notes in them. Which one would you want if you could have any? No, he's selling them all as a set. Oh. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's going to go for a lot. I, I imagine it will, but uh, so if you're out there and you're a, you're a rich uh, millionaire listener to the podcast, go get it. Let us know what's in there. Um, I feel like it's weird that they can't distinguish this debris any sooner than they do. That's just my thought. Maybe. Worf isn't that good at it. Hey, he's trying. He's just learning. He's picking up for his old friend, Tasha. Worf is pretty great in this episode.
4: Quite extraordinary,
6: in
3: fact. Direction unclear. Please repeat request.
4: That was not a request. I was simply... talking to myself. (laughs) A human idiosyncrasy triggered by a fascination with a particular set of facts... Or sometimes brought about by senility, or used as a means of weighing information before reaching a conclusion, or as a thank you, sir. I comprehend.
0: The data's look is like like bitch. Please,
4: (laughs) (laughs) please continue with record (laughs) scan.
0: He exhales weird. It's very strange. All things strange, intriguing is the
1: ship's computer because I have the previous theory that the uh, that the universal translator is a dick Um, is the ship's computer the same as the universal translator because it's definitely acting like a little bit is it the same as what do you mean I mean is it the same artificial intelligence or is it a different system I wonder whatever the case it's definitely being snippy with, (laughs) with data and I don't understand what's happening with data here I think Dad is just loving all of the information he's getting But are they implying that he is becoming more human And that is why he's talking to himself? Isn't he aware of everything that he does? He is So he's making the decision to talk to himself,
3: isn't
0: he? You know, his behavioral algorithms are quite uh, evolving Uh
4: These are various outposts and star bases Where I've detected unusual activity over the past few months What sort of activity? An uncustomary reshuffling of personnel, usually in the command areas. The new officers have had frequent contact with the highest levels of Starfleet command. Why hasn't anyone discovered this before? The orders were given with great subtlety. To use an aphorism, Starfleet's left hand did not know what its right hand was doing. Ada, can you speculate as to the purpose of these reassignments? I believe it is a clandestine attempt. Control vital sectors of Federation territory. Moonlight swims. This could be a prelude to an invasion. But who's behind it? There is insufficient data to make such an assessment,
5: sir. Data. Are you suggesting that we warp over to Starfleet headquarters and demand to know what's going on?
6: Everybody's super concerned about. Why not? Protocol in this yes, dangerous situation a threat to the entire future of the Federation. I don't think any of us can rest easy. Until we've been to the source.
0: We, a lot of like ship turning around
1: and... I got to say the ship stuff is, there's a lot of questionable effects work at the end, practical stuff, but uh, I really am impressed with the the exterior ship effects. And I kind of feel like it is a distinction between using models and switching into CG in later years. Yeah, for sure.
0: It really, like you can feel the weight of it. All right, so he hails the three admirals. And By the we, way,
1: I think you're past 1515, 15, right? You don't need to. Oh, God, way past. Yeah, yeah don't go to it. But uh, just uh, noted, uh, Livingston Picard, which is the name of the sh- the fish, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Picard's fish is uh, not in his tank, as far as I can see. <laughs>
0: sure, he's not just hiding behind some He coral. might be hiding
1: behind some rocks. It's possible. But my theory is that uh, he... Uh,
0: he, he he can survive outside his tank and and leave sometimes. What if he slips uh, O'Brien some money and he gets a beam to a moonlight yeah. swim on the holodeck every once in a while? Sure. Or he joins the dolphins and the and the whale and the can a fish and survive aquarium? on the holodeck in holographic water? Uh, if it's like hovering? No, I mean like. Yeah, it's real water, as far as they're concerned, isn't it? As far as who is concerned? The fish. But it breathes water. Is the holodeck then creating oxygen and hydrogen? Isn't it it just replicating water for it? I don't know. I
1: would assume it's replicating water, and then the water would have the same properties. And then what happens to
0: the water after?
1: It breathes the water in and out through its gills. No,
0: when you say computer and program... Well, then the fish would just fall to the floor. Poor Livingston. <laughs> I think you would, you would have to have a fishbowl under it
1: Greetings, <laughs> waiting.
6: I am Admiral Savar. This is Admiral Aaron, And I believe you already know Admiral Quinn. Yes, indeed. It's good to see you again, Admiral. And you, Captain? Of course, we are always delighted when the Enterprise returns to the nest. Yet we are puzzled by the timing of your visit. Yes, sir. I can imagine that you would be. Governor Delaplane of Pacifica informs us that you cancelled your schedule. Stop there. Is this true? Did you do yes, not sir, want a moonlight swim? Explain yourself, <laughs>
1: Why
2: have you Seems
6: insane, insane to have not gone to Pacifica. Discuss that in person, Admiral.
0: It's our old friend. What's his face? Us for one moment, right. Ramek. <laughs> All right, so uh, it becomes clear that uh, our old friend Admiral, what's his face, wants to beam aboard and meet separately with Riker, and then he's much—he's much too friendly. You're hearing ominous commercial break music. Sure. Is Picard beaming down? No, this is no. Quinn beaming aboard. Okay.
6: Welcome
2: aboard, Greg. Good to see you. You remember, Commander Riker? Hello again, Commander. I'm
1: say, friendlier than Commander you last well, saw me.
6: Never felt better in my life. When you were here last, you were saying that you were feeling tired. Tired of life I was, but not
2: anymore. I'm ready for new challenges now. What about an look at the ship?
0: He doesn't have the uh, thing on the back of his neck.
6: Remember what you told me back at Rover 7? Oh, did you see it? No, I didn't see it. I mean, I
0: saw the back of his neck, but I didn't see it. Is that
6: why you're here, because of
2: what I said? It's one of the reasons, yes. But Jean-Luc, you took me far too literally. I was only referring to the problems involved in assimilating new races into the Federation. It's an ongoing, tumultuous process, which can cause stress and strain on every aspect of our alliance.
0: What a terrible...
1: Cover story. Such a terrible cover story. I might as well get to this now. These
0: super intelligent beings. I have a have theory. Terrible cover stories. Go ahead, Andy.
4: Where are all the bathrooms at? Who let an android have a cat? Is
1: data just pretending to be so dim? No one knows the answers. Least of all him. It's. Andy. I believe these creatures are um, going along with your 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 evaluation of them as as what maybe they don't have any technological advancement. I don't think they do. I don't think they have they have warp drives. I don't think they can do anything. I think it's they come from a planet of high school theater students.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: and that's what all these creatures are because everything they do is just geared to kind of prance around and make a big scene and <laughs> act cocky and. And, uh, and just like it's so showy when they put the, the worms out and then they present it to Picard like ha it's just so pointless in terms of their larger plan and this lie is just constructed to give this creature yeah. a chance to perform it it has nothing to do with like just be chill act like an admiral you've seen the other admirals you've been in this guy's body long enough <laughs> It's a pretty good theory. And I, and I say they're high school theater students cuz I don't think any of them really are that good at pretending to be the people that they're Yeah, pretending I mean, to we're be.
0: not we're not seeing anybody from Dan Kern's class.
2: <laughs> and his theories are very interesting because he's really smart.
0: There you go. It's a great theory, buddy. Thanks, Bell.
6: Um All right. Let's hear what you got. It look like him and sound like him, but it isn't him. Are you absolutely certain, Captain? I'm certain, number one. Now I want you to stay
0: close. Why is he certain, you by the right
6: way? Every move.
0: Same reason we were all certain. Because it was a bad... What a terrible answer. But it
1: seems like... Well, certainly. It seems like you definitely would assume he was, he was lying. It seems like there's a little bit of a stretch to say, that's not Quinn. Disagree you would say if i was not acting like myself if you came if you said if you, hey if you, do you want some ice the cream?" Podcast, and i
0: said no if if <laughs> if you called me on a saturday and uh-huh. you said matt let's do the podcast a little earlier today <laughs> and then you said uh i'll come over to your house <laughs>
6: oh here uh, we go
0: would you like me to a bunch of dirty would laundry you like me to upload the podcast for us I'm going to edit everything. I'm not going to take any crap about the uploading. if you were to say that, I would be like, I'd turn to Dory and I'd say, that's not Andy. This is. (laughs) And Dory would say, who's Andy?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to take any crap about the uploading. I've offered Matt time and time again that we should hire a producer. And the, the Catholic in him just needs to punish himself by doing it himself every week. It's the Cuban in me. Is it a
6: Cuban? Do they
0: do that well,
1: too? Well,
6: they're also Catholic, so whatever. All right. Special meal,
3: in your honor.
0: Ooh, you a like special it? meal. Yum, Tell yum. Me
6: why is the corridor so quiet? The last time I was here, it was bustling with activity. It we couldn't afford the extras. quiet night.
3: Yes.
1: What is that about? What? They cleared the... Uh, I don't know. It seems like it's such a weird move for them I to I think they've them. killed a lot of people.
0: So everyone in the corridor on Earth is dead? Everyone in Starfleet Command in that reception area is probably not around anymore. Or they're worms. It seems a little bit extreme. Or they're worm creatures. It's more dramatic is really
1: the answer.
5: (laughs) Ready for your tour, Admiral? Quite ready, Commander. What's in the case? Actually, I brought it for Dr.
2: Crusher. But perhaps you would like to see it first what is
0: Uh, this is where the plan falls apart sure their plan is to infect Dr. Crusher with it right and then Riker says to him what's in the case and he says I brought it for Dr. Crusher right then the critical error is made right would you like to see what's inside (laughs)
1: sure well I mean in fairness you know Timmy was probably distracted preparing to play you know Uh, Tevye and Fiddler on the Roof.
2: (laughs) A form of life. It was discovered accidentally by a survey team
0: on an uncharted planet. See, here's the thing. It's going to the survey team on an uncharted planet. Right. I think this is the worm creature's home world, obviously. Uh Uncharted planet. Survey team's down there. There's no buildings. There's nothing down there except these dumb worms. Right. They don't have technology. Yeah. That homing beacon goes to nowhere. I think that's,
1: uh, yeah, that's a solid theory, and it it fits with the other theory.
5: Hmm. Haven't we heard
2: anything about that? Well, we'll be hearing about it shortly. But first, there remains much scientific study to be done. After all, it is a superior form of life. Superior?
5: Totally. Come, have a look. This is another example. I will summon my science officer.
0: Also, why would you lead it into... No gill on his neck at this point, either. Oh really I don't know why you just don't do it.
1: You know when you see the gill on uh on Riker's neck later, which they have prepared yes, uh, apparently Diana helped do it. Uh, I don't know, I think that, I think she helped that do was it crusher. What it is it was Dr. Crusher Oh well that <laughs> that backs up the <laughs> crusher learning disability theory <laughs> because because uh it's not moving. It's just still. They, they're in the 24th century and they couldn't create a gill that would move
0: around. I think it was just a lot easier to do that way. Yeah. They were yeah. in a rush. They had to get down there to save the captain.
1: I feel like if you can
0: create. It
2: that does battle. like you. Vitamins I do wonders for the body.
0: Theater student. <laughs> Crazy, not. not frakes in that such, scene. Such, such weird. Like, it's like, why are you. Doing that, it's so strange. They kept is shooting. Is that really the stunt a man. stunt? Uh, is that really a stunt that the actor can't perform?
1: Well, I mean, I understand unions and things. Yeah, like I that. think that's a union safety thing. Then but why cut sh- the angle? Well, Just why shoot, shoot from that angle. direction? Just- you know what? I think it's, I think it's, no, they shot from the other side. I was going to say that sometimes. Uh, a director will want to shoot everything from one side in order to get through the day faster. Yeah, they went the other They flipped it. it around. Yeah, they flipped it around. So They should have shot it from behind. It's very strange. Oh.
0: I do like the kicking in the face. Like, there's so <laughs> much. This is the most face kicking. It's <laughs> a lot in of an episode of Star Trek. <laughs> like, it's like this tiny scene in Star Trek is the entire movie. Time Cup. There is so much face kicking. It's ridiculous. It
1: is strange.
0: that Everyone's go-to move. At some point, combat in Starfleet is taught feet first, my friends.
1: Once again, I think these creatures are doing it for effect because they know they'll look cooler kicking in the face. Ah!
5: Regular security. Guest quarter 17. Emergency.
0: I think he called for a large security it detail. Like that. <laughs> Who's going to arrive? Wharf and the blind guy. Yeah. First, <laughs> by the way, from the bridge. Yeah. Face kick. Face kick. <laughs> Riker returns a face kick at some point too, right? That was both Riker. Riker had both face kicks there, um, and then I believe. Uh, I think I'm just gonna go back to that scene. skip over Picard and uh, let's here we go.
2: Now, if you'll excuse me, my time here is most limited. Admiral. Don't you think we should wait till the
4: doctor gets here?
0: Again, these dumb creatures are now throwing this bridge officer out into the corridor.
1: Well, that's fascinating. Like, I don't know. At this point, I have no idea what his plan is other than he's just like, I don't care. I just want everybody to see me. I think it's more like,
0: whee! Exactly.
1: Because it's like, is his plan to just keep waiting until the whole crew one by Maybe. one comes in there that's and he piles them to up.
0: everybody in the corridors. They're all piled up unconscious they in
1: some other got room. They all
3: thrown
0: through various doors. <laughs> the three admirals ran around throwing people through
3: various doors.
1: <laughs> you could argue that these, these, these bugs are so excited to finally have the power
0: to do this stuff that they just can't continue. I think themselves. they're just like overjoyed to have opposable phones.
1: That's what I'm saying.
2: Now, hang on.
0: It's between you and me. This is an awesome moment, I gotta say. It is, but it's so disappointing. It doesn't pay off. Like, And that's always been the problem. I'll turn this uh,
3: down. It, it's goes always your,
1: been the problem with Worf. Your evaluation of that is... Just a hundred percent accurate, it, and it was such a giant missed opportunity.
0: For every like, there is no reason.
1: Because for can him you imagine not... being in a in a full movie theater in that moment? Yeah, it's between you and me. Klingon Worf stands up and growls like people would be
0: losing their minds I, and, and expecting at least give us a few face kicks. Yeah, yeah. like it is such a Worf is always written so poorly as far as his fighting skills are concerned until we get to Deep Space Nine and he
1: what do you think it is there's a real disrespect writing wise for Worf I just don't understand it very strange I feel like it's just Was there there any lingering thing at the time of Well, people aren't really going to be rooting for him He's a Klingon Is there some weird racism?
0: Uh, It could be I have no idea It just does not make any sense as to why you don't let war fucking You know, if your worry is like We can't let him win this fight It doesn't matter Just, like, at least let them fucking knock each other around a little bit before Crusher comes in and blasts them with a tiny phaser. Well, you know, the
1: other thing is he's not—they don't present him as a crafty fighter. Like, he spent his whole life focused on battle because of his background.
0: Yeah. He should at least be a clever fighter. He should be either, either clever or a fucking powerhouse. But, I mean, use the weapon. He's either going to be a T-1000 or a T-800. Which, the T-1000 is the liquid one? Yes. Which is the clever one. Right. Or the T-800, which is just the burly fucking Schwarzenegger, I will throw you through this thing. Right. He should be either of those things. Not someone who is beaten by every species he's ever encountered. Yeah. Even when, you know, whatever, we'll talk about it more as the series progresses, but one of my least favorite things about the way they've written wharf
1: yeah
2: Do Klingons fear death as much as humans
0: one blow to the shoulder and he's down yeah I
2: could snap your neck in a second but it wouldn't be as much fun
0: somehow knocked out By the way, I don't understand why Beverly Crusher rushed to the scene of a medical emergency holding a type 1 phaser. <laughs> oh, valid. Well, I assume that there's some kind of an alert. What do you mean? I don't know. Isn't
1: when the when you uh, call for security, doesn't everybody get alerted that there's something going on?
0: I don't think so. Yeah,
1: that's weird. Oh, maybe she got it off Geordi.
0: What? Are you, Jordy's out. Jordy's outside. I know he's in the hallway. So oh, you I'm think Michigan. she pulled the phaser off of Jordy? Uh-huh. Yeah, all right, I'll buy it. However,
1: it's awesome. I got to say, it's a great reveal, fighting scene yeah. wise, in a show that often does not Wait, present.
6: Right. If I could see, I'd be seeing stars.
1: <laughs> Good one, Jordy.
3: What is he? Let's find out.
0: Oh, shit. Uh,
1: Beverly Kicking Ass is awesome. It was so exciting to watch her shoot the hell out of this guy. Um, It actually made me think... I wonder if there. I need an amendment to the theory that like the reason she's not a good doctor is because she's actually supposed to be head of security. <laughs> <laughs> Did a better job. <laughs> That's actually where her training is. She's actually a badass, and and she's supposed to be head <laughs> of security and not
0: not Worf, <laughs> who can't handle himself in a single fight. As far as I could tell, like it's like her and Riker are the only two commanders on board the ship. Rank wise. Oh yeah. Is she a commander? Yeah. Oh. Three pips, just like McCoy. Mm.
1: Is she called chief medical officer? Yes.
3: Uh-huh. What is that?
1: So these creatures, yes, sir. even though they're terrible stop-motion animation of the kind that I did when I was a child, a conspiracy. are mm. really scary. I think they're effectively scary. You think so? I think they're kind of gross and weird. They are like they're akin to the
0: Star Trek two yes. bugs.
1: Right, yeah, the ones that go in the ears. Yeah.
0: Would, oh, wouldn't it be cool if it was them? If it was from SETI Alpha 5. Oh my god. Wouldn't it have that be, totally should have been what it was. I mean And uh, they've evolved? Yeah. Or it's a different or, species of that? Or maybe it's from SETI Alpha Six. This is the Alpha 6.
3: 5? I
1: forget. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But they were supposed to go to 6, right?
1: Uh, yes. And then it blew up and yeah. shifted off its orbit. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. We missed Star Trek 2, by the way, Matt. Oh. I uh, hope you sick came out to awful. see us. Somebody said that they were going. They were going to bring their kids. And I'm uh, sorry we missed you. I don't, don't know if they were bringing their kids for us. I think they were seeing no, the movie. But I mean, that's awesome. We also missed Nicholas Meyer. And I would have liked to have heard what he had to say. Especially about Discovery. If anybody has... Nobody would If anybody has a recording of that Or there's a podcast out there I would love to hear it Of Nicholas Meyer talking about it Sure Star Trek 2 is so
0: good I um, um, like when Crusher calls down to Picard
3: By the placement of the tendrils The parasite appears to stimulate the victim's adrenal glands Generating great strength and resistance to the thaw. Never mind
6: the details Can you remove it?
3: I don't think so not without killing the patient Captain, you must set your phaser on kill Stun has little effect
1: Although it does get him down if you use it repeatedly Doctor, beam down to Starfleet headquarters? Armed
6: Your food is getting cold, Captain
1: Remick is Mr. Carson I'm now I'm going to
6: dinner now, Doctor Tell Commander Riker to join me as soon as he's ready God
0: out. What do you think of this uh, mislead of Riker grabbing her shoulder like a fucking zombie? <laughs> oh, I like it. Please. Oh, that's down, that's silly. Captain. Yeah.
4: We've been waiting.
0: This is it, guys. This is the big moment in season one when we open to reveal a scene start, from the Captain. Temple of Doom. We don't send. <laughs> What? Yeah, you know, what he is doing the snakes. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he cuts up <off> the snakes. Mmm. <laughs> chompy, chompy, chompy.
1: So, so pointlessly dramatic, and <laughs> we're so
0: evil we eat worms. Ugh. Those doors become the doors to tend forward.
5: Right, really? Thank God. We're leaving You're not going anywhere You'll be one of us soon
6: You were meant for the doctor
5: It couldn't be helped Riker walked in on us unexpectedly No matter The doctor
4: will be joining us soon
1: Why do they need the doctor?
4: All in good time
1: Uh, So that that she can check people that are well, have the Captain Scott good have the creature in them so the they instead they not have complete. the creature in them Oh
6: You don't really think we were in the dark about your intentions, do you? Patience is one of our virtues, Captain.
1: Except we for when we attack people we pointlessly one by them one them in them a themselves. starfleet vessel.
6: <laughs> more dramatic that way, don't
0: you think? Ah uh, Oh, there's Andy's theory In full effect Let it roll
3: Yes The one thing Both races share Is a love of theater And you've put on A fine show
6: <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from It's not important You're getting a
0: standing ovation From I all podcast say, listeners
6: We've come a long way To join you
3: <laughs> It's a perfect match we are the brains You're the brawn oh,
5: You'll really understand really soon Picard Indeed
6: We've been moving slowly,
5: cautiously, for many months
6: now. Careful to cover our tracks, careful not to arouse suspicion
5: until it's too late. And now it's too late. For you, that is.
3: Well
6: said, brother. Card and Riker control the Enterprise, which means we control the Enterprise. <coughs> Eat hearty, brother. Relish a new body.
0: Like, like, what do you think the poly artists were using? Spaghetti? Like, to make that sound? That's a good question. Oh, shit. That's set on kill. We have no defense for this. <laughs> we
1: didn't plan this well at all. Why did we spend so much time presenting our worms that we
0: were eating? By the way, Riker survives a full-on Vulcan neck bench. I know, he, they sort of really played it like
1: Oh, the neck pinch isn't done yet It's almost done Okay, you got it right before the end Ow!
0: Double phaser blast No reason, by the way, for that painting to spark <laughs> Oh, no Oh, right in the kidneys that's, a, that's where you get them Right in the kidneys That's a shot What you're hearing is the creature crawling away Whee. <laughs> I'm leaving and then in some sort of stellar cartography throne room we reveal uh, what's his face Remick there you go can I help you gentlemen
4: is there any trouble here perhaps if you tell me what it is
0: What what is his plan here I think he is, like, just mapping out the best route. But what is this? Is he thinking he's getting away with it here? I don't know.
1: This is, see, it's totally terrible animation, but I really thought it was creepy. It's stop motion. I know it's stop motion. It's like, I mean, no, I mean, no, I mean it's
0: not, but my point is, it's stop and motion. And this is pretty silly. It's stop When motion, it goes of into of his course mouth. it's
1: terrible. Oh, right. I don't know. Did you think it was? they were dumb looking? I like the gills. Or rather the, I don't know. Thing in the back. Bulges. Understand. This is all out of the Puppet Masters, by the way. I think by Robert Heinlein. I thought the neck yeah. effect was good. We mean you no harm. Why does he say you, we mean, mean you no harm? I don't know.
2: We seek peaceful coexistence.
0: He's just being dramatic and now he's saying it with a weird flair and what is
1: his plan he knows they can shoot him that's pretty awesome the Raiders of the Lost Ark explosion head
0: I forgot I, I totally forgot about the uh, the queen worm being in there the queen I gotta tell you they lost a half a point from there on the queen how so I just think it's dumb. I like how it's got this jaw situation here.
1: It's just too much. I mean, they're already in an alien's territory, and it just rips it off too much. It's weird that it's that big and it's in his chest. <laughs>
3: look, just, look at these like little tiny guys. These, that are yeah. all dead. they
6: all die. How difficult after all these years of learning to respect life to be forced to destroy it?
1: Nice cover. There guys.
6: seems to be no alternative. Admiral Quinn is expected to make a full recovery. There is no trace of the parasite which took control of him. We we'll oh, never know
0: how his life
1: infiltrated Admiral Starfleet,
6: com- but it seems they could not
5: survive without the mother creature which had taken over. So tell
0: me again how you did it, number one. It was
5: Dr. Crusher's idea to simulate <laughs> the bluegill. We had to make sure it would fool everyone, including
4: you. That it did, number one, rest assured. Was Dr. Crusher, Captain. of course. I have attempted to trace the message Remick was sending. I believe it was aimed at an unexplored sector of our galaxy. Any idea what the message was, Data? I believe it was a beacon.
1: I was hoping it would be an actual message.
4: Yes, sir. A homing beacon sent from Earth.
1: The message
0: was, new phone, who dis? (laughs) The most ominous ending in all of Star Trek. Ooh, Omar's trying to go after the wasps. Don't do it, Omar. You might be allergic. There it is. There's the humming bee.
1: Yeah, look at that. They were implying that they're going to come back to this with that shot. Of course they were. It's like you hear the sound. You hear the little creepy thing.
0: Maybe we'll uncover it in Discovery. That frustrates me. Ow. Sorry. Ah, Ah, You're so rude. I apologize. Um... (laughs) Um well there you have it everybody. That that was uh that was uh, an episode. It really was an episode. Conspiracy. Was... I suppose it's time to rank no, do we rank or MVC it?
1: M V C first.
0: Let's MVC it.
2: It's the MVC, yeah the MVC, only Matt and Andy know who it's gonna be. Will it be Data, Riker, Troy or Dr. Crusher, gotta fill the time with something, at least until season three.
0: What do you think? I mean, it's clearly Dr. Beverly Crusher. She is by far the most valuable crew member in this.
1: Well, she does. Yeah, she takes down Admiral Quinn. Yep. Anybody else do anything? I mean, data kind of just really backs up the suspicion. Yeah, data's like the. Uh, suspicion. Yeah, that data's just proofing a theory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she's the one who comes up with the plan to send in Riker. Yeah, it's Crusher. Yeah, There's no totally.
0: question. Totally. 100%. Yeah. It's obviously not Riker. He ended up through a coffee table. Uh <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the Andy or some other method of ranking. We're working on it.
1: Um so obviously really really great episode.
0: Yep, a lot of fun, fast moving, uh clear, concise. I think
1: I think it would have to say handily the best episode I've seen so far of of the, uh, in this point in the season.
0: Yeah. I put it up there with one one zero 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 one one. Really, you would put that up here with this? Think about it. We gave one one zero 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 point one an eight. Did we? Really? We sure did, my friend. That's hard for me to imagine now.
1: Was it that good?
0: It was just
1: that welcome, right? Right. It was just a solid episode that made some kind of coherent sense. Yeah. Well, this is definitely better than that, so that's a good thing for me to keep in mind. Yeah. I mean, this it just had forward I momentum. Mean, you might have given it, was, it a seven. It was legitimately scary. It was uh, a creepy. Um, I love the build of the of the mystery of what's going on. The characters <laughs> a
5: lot of weird character
1: moments, definitely with the joke and the uh, and the obsession with Pacifica and Data talking to the computer. But just overall, just really interesting and people like on their game. And there's not enough. Of them acting like the best crew in the fleet in the show, I really want more of that. Right, um, going along with your warf theory, but just really well developed. Um, I mean, once you start to pull at the the threads of the aliens' plan, it's odd that they clearly have been so successful and subtle in their hand. What is it? What is it? What are those noises? Are those outside? I think there I oh, sorry, there's construction outside. I thought maybe you we were playing some effects. Yeah, it's construction. Yeah.
0: Um sorry everybody, I turned off the engines for a
1: second. Jesus we, do, do we come to a halt or <laughs> we just, just does life support turn off? <laughs> um anyhow. Uh overall, just a really wonderful episode. I give it a eight eight and a half. Eight and a half andies. Eight
0: and a half andies? Yes.
1: Uh, and I take off a half because, to me, the way it plays out at the very end and the 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 fact that, I don't know, that there's there's one mother alien and then he kill the mother alien and then it's done. And I guess they had to figure out a way to resolve it. I guess I just would have liked a more scientific, sensible way of resolving it or something that just made a little more organic sense than there's one giant alien in that guy's belly.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the speed with which they're asked to wrap up this Hugely uh, earth-shattering plot. Yeah, um,
1: which are, which of course points to your point of like it should have been uh, several, Multiple several episodes. Parties. Yeah, yeah. It's um, so interesting
0: for sure. Uh, I would, I would, uh, I think I would give this eight Andes. Oh, less eight Andes, less than you. Uh-huh. Only by a half, but uh, still an excellent episode.
1: But then, are you ranking it equal to? Yeah.
0: One zero zero. Yeah. What is it? Um Yeah, but it's a great it's a great episode. Really enjoyed it. And I'm glad you finally got to see it. Me too. It really gives me hope. So much hope that we get to hear what might be coming up next week. We sure do, Matt. Oh boy!
1: It's the neutral zone. Oh, is that the season ender? Sure is, dude. We gotta. We're not prepared for the Andes. We're not. We're totally. You. You told me.
0: I thought the Andes were gonna be in July. I really did.
1: He kept saying it, and I was like, I don't think that's right. But all right. Uh, Anyway, here's what's coming up next week.
2: On the next episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation, Commander. Look at this the crew discovers frozen survivors from the 20th century
3: what's going to happen to us
2: in the middle of a perilous mission to confront arch enemies you think that we attacked your outposts could this feared encounter spark an explosive battle
6: i recommend we go immediately to battle stations find out on star trek the next Something generation
0: tells me that warf's suggestion will not be met positively. <laughs>
1: Uh, looks like the Romulans are in this episode. Always, I am always a huge Romulan booster. Feel like not, not enough is ever ever done with the Romulans. Agreed. Um, that Again, one more weird thing of like, that seems like that's right out of Space Seed and Star Trek 2, like the frozen survivors.
0: I think there's always going to be frozen people. All right, fair space. enough.
1: Fair enough. Maybe it's just a standard you thing. You don't know
0: what happened at the end of the 20th century. It's true. Could have been like a whole run on freezing people. Maybe it was a Groupon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a lot of people got sent up at one point <laughs> alright well uh, look forward to next week uh, please uh, email us if you want to talk to us voicemail leave us a voicemail uh, if you have any suggestions for categories for the Andes email us those and uh, that's pretty much it um, You feel free to cut this if
1: you're in the LA area and you're adept with sound, and are a fan of the podcast. I'm gonna assume that that was just him being beamed out. Then uh, we might be in the market for a producer, because uh, even though he keeps resisting it, uh, I think that Matt really secretly wants someone to help us out.
0: All right, but know that. Uh, Wait, I thought we'll you beamed never, out. We'll never start on time. Sure. Uh, we'll finish at weird times. Oh, it's going to be a nightmare for Every you. Every week we recorded a different time of day. No. Uh, there's no consistency whatsoever, and that's mostly what I don't want to put someone else through.
1: I have no problem laying my problems on it.
0: I just beamed to a different part of the room, Andy. Oh, interesting. A site-to-site transport. Sure was. It was very dangerous, but I did it. <laughs> thought it was worth it. Now I'm leaving.
1: <sighs> he really wants a producer. Don't let him fool you. Hmm. Right, I don't know, I think I'm gonna walk down the corridor. Oh, there's the door that Jordy fell through. I wonder what those doors are made of. I'm through it pretty easily.
3: Oh. Disengage!